1: Hello, and happy Monday. Yes, Monday... Monday, Monday. I'm technically on vacation today. You
0: are, and I hope you're not checking your
1: emails. Mondays are my busiest days. I'm <laughs> probably going to be on my email a little bit. I'm so really, I, do, I
0: struggle to disconnect. I do this thing where Becca emails me when she's on vacation, and I just reply and say, I didn't get your out of office
1: yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to do that every night. No, no, I just really try to f- help you with work life balance. It's, it's hard. It's a whole
1: week. I think the main thing that I'm so like anxious about is that it's an entire week that we're up at a house um, in Michigan with my whole family, which will be really fun. My fa- my immediate family so it's different when it's like a day or two days totally like i can handle a weekend even a long weekend but like when you're asking me to be away from clients that you know it's an important thing to them and it's an important thing to me sure um it's very hard for me to disconnect i can't just be like uh here's my team of 15 people that work for me just go to one of them if you need something right like (laughs) it's just me and you so
0: i'll be working on some content this week while she's gone i'm excited um because Our 100th episode is two days away. Oh, my gosh. We made it. So you'll definitely be working that day to share the episode. Yes,
1: obviously. And making everyone listen to it.
0: Yes. So we're really excited. Uh, We just got done recording it, actually. And our giveaway information is in the show notes if you are new to the podcast. You can listen to Friday or last Wednesday uh, to learn more, or you can just click the link in the show notes because (laughs) we've talked about it quite a bit, but we're super excited about the Metabolic Prehab Scholarship and two $100 gift cards that we are going to gift, and we're very excited. We love to give. So I'm also very excited for today's podcast because I think this is one I'm shocked I, when people kept asking for it, I was like, we've already done this. I also thought we did it. But we didn't. I looked back multiple times. <laughs> Maybe we did and it was one of the, like, the recording fails and yeah. then we just forgot. We've yeah. had a few of those. So,
1: But you guys, pre and post workout nutrition. Yes. It's important. And how to train for big events. Yes. And if you are going to decide to do all of a sudden a day out of nowhere of like way more activity how you do that and how you account for that because you can't just expect that it's going to like speed up your weight loss. It might actually make things worse. Um, So we are going to talk about nutrient timing around workouts because a lot of people ask us like, is it important to eat? I thought you shouldn't eat carbs at night or I thought you, you know, should I intermittent fast or whatever it might be? I would say that one of the main areas that I focused nutrient timing around is workouts. Everywhere Mm -hmm. else, it's kind of what works for the person.
0: Depends upon your schedule, your lifestyle, your circadian rhythm, if you're sleeping well, if you're wired and tired, your goals, um, if you, you know just or somebody who prefers to start eating a little later because you have a really long day yep. and you don't want to eat for sixteen hours. I mean, I know what that's like because typically yes. we're up at five, we go to bed at like nine. So it's a long day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do try to push off eating until around seven. Yep. Not for any type of intermittent fasting, just because I don't think that I need to
1: eat sixteen hours of yeah. the day. Yeah. And I mean, here's the other thing. Nutrient timing is like if you're looking at a pyramid of importance Nutrient timing is not the base of that pyramid. No. It is like three, four tiers up. You need foundational habits. If you are not drinking enough water, if you're not sleeping enough, if you are not moving enough, just general daily movement... I'm not going to start talking to you about eating 60 to 90 minutes before your workout, 20 grams of carbs. Like That's not what I'm going to focus on, guys. <laughs> this is for those of you that have the rest of it dialed in, want to dial in a little bit further and make sure that you are fueling for your workout. And this is also going to look different for people that are solely focused on body composition and weight loss. And people that want to perform well in their workouts and recover well.
0: Yep. And it's also going to differ on the timing of your workouts. Yes. Because some individuals like to train first thing early in the morning. That's my preferred training time. I know Becca's the same way. Yep. And so do I want to have a big meal 20 minutes before I work out? Absolutely not. Nope. (laughs) Uh, But I might have a little snack depending upon how I'm feeling. I might have a little clementine or rice cake. But most days, just because I am training early, I usually just have my water and coffee and yeah. go into See, the Now
1: that I'm pregnant, especially I get super nauseous like immediately after, as soon as I wake up and I need to eat something. Um, so I'm like, wake up at 5:10, eat a piece of peanut butter toast with jelly on it. Am in the garage by 5:25. And I'm stretching and usually started with my workout by like 535, Because you're
0: not eating anything super heavy. No.
1: And by the time the conditioning comes around, because I usually do lifting first and then I'll do like some type of conditioning. By the time the conditioning comes around, it's ma- mostly digested. It's nothing that's going to sit in my stomach. It's n- maybe a total of like 150 calories worth of food. Um, so let's go into it. Let's go into pre-workout. What are we doing pre-workout meal? All right. So first and foremost, we want to make sure that we
0: have carbs and yes. a little bit of protein. Um, so typically what we recommend is a fast digesting protein. Uh, if you aren't somebody that needs something big, then I would say stick with just a small portion of carbs, like a small clementine, as I mentioned, or a rice cake. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even do a little bit of nut butter. I try to keep most of my fats and fibers away from workouts, um, but I will throw you know, just a drizzle of nut butter on the rice cake because it tastes delicious, Um, but fast digesting protein, uh, like a simple protein shake, for example, Um, the rule of thumb typically is about 20 to 40 grams of protein and then about 20 to 40 grams of carbs. Um, And you can, again, do your starchy carbs here. If you don't like things that I mentioned, you could do rice, oatmeal, Zika bread, toast, cereal.
1: Yeah. Like when I used to do like a tougher workout, maybe around like 9 or 10 a.m., I would usually have some type of a breakfast in the morning. So like I would have an egg, some egg whites, some oatmeal, and that would be a couple hours before, but it's going to vary. Like Liz said, depending on what time you're working out. If you're eating a full on meal, you want to make sure that you're finishing that about two hours prior. Yeah. You need time for that to digest. If you're having a snack, that's, that can be 30 to 90 minutes, and you'll be totally fine. If it is something that is easily digestible, your body can utilize right away, break it down. Um, like Liz said, limit fat and fiber. We're not, don't, this isn't the time to pack in your veggies, okay? <laughs> not the time to do like avocado and veggies. Although those are great nutrient sources, you just want something time. that maybe isn't as quote-unquote healthy and is just going to be easy for your body to digest. Honestly, even oatmeal, like before a workout, it has to be a while before because otherwise yeah. it sits in me. very dense. It
0: makes you feel heavy. And, you know, especially even if you're lifting, that's fine, but you want to feel good. You want to have energy and carbohydrates are stored as glycogen in our muscles. That is what supplies us our energy stores. And so some people do have this misconception that like what I ate 30 minutes right before my workout is what I'm fueling off of. And that's simply not true. You have stored glycogen in your muscles that Mm -hmm. you are going to burn and utilize first. So oftentimes it's not even that meal two hours ahead of time. It's like 24 to
1: 36 hours ahead of time.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. Yeah.
1: It's a while. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk about that if like you're fueling for a race or something like that. Um, But just a lot of people, one, if you're working out first thing in the morning, some people can't do anything and they just that's totally fine. You don't have to, like we said, you have energy stored mm-hmm. from the night before, from the days before. If you feel like you need something or else you're gonna get, you know, sick, do something very easy on your stomach to digest. Half a piece of fruit, some nut butter, something like that, something that's easy and you don't feel like something that you could eat and then ten minutes later go for a jog.
0: Yeah. And if you're somebody who trains like in the afternoon after work, um, one of the things you want to be mindful of is not having a super heavy lunch. Yep. So I typically say, you know, kind of have a bigger breakfast, a lighter lunch, and then on your way to the gym or maybe three o'clock before you're leaving the office at five, that's where you can have, you know, another snack, like a protein bar. You could do Greek yogurt with berries, maybe a piece of fruit. Um, so lower fiber fruits here, bananas, oranges, apples, uh, and you could do a little bit of nut butter there. Again, I just try to, um, keep majority of my fats away. We're not saying no fats, but just the majority of your fats away. So that way, when you get to the gym by five, you're stretching, you're changing five 30, your workout starts. You're feeling good. You're feeling like you've had something, you're satisfied. So
1: you're not super hungry, but you're also not full yeah you know? don't be doing like the chipotle burrito bowl or the huge taco servings at lunch like we get that your friends and co-workers maybe want to order in or whatever it might be but you do not need something super heavy at lunch even if you're not going to work out for another four or five hours believe me you're still going to feel that food yep. sometimes i feel food like a day later
0: even as well especially if it is a high fat high carb meal Yep. right so Chipotle is a great example because you go and you get a burrito or a rice bowl or whatever uh you're gonna have a lot more fats in the meats there from the oils Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have more fats from the guacamole and i don't know who goes to chipotle and doesn't get guacamole but they have amazing guac amazing guacamole and then you add
1: in the carbs uh from your burrito or or your rice a ton of fiber the chips yep there's just a lot there so not recommended maybe think like a salad, some grilled chicken, a piece of fruit on the side, or like a sandwich with some meat um, and some type of, you know, vegetable or fruit on the side, but trying to get in some type of easy to digest, nutrient-dense foods. So post-workout is a little bit different. You still want protein and carbs and you want to keep the fats kind of away for the most part, but depending on the length of the workout, depending on the intensity of the workout, I usually recommend a little bit more carbs. So I usually say one-to-one, or two-to-one, maybe even three-to-one, carbs-to-protein. So if you are someone that cannot eat after your workout, protein shake, piece of fruit, maybe even some carb powder in that protein shake is fine. Um, I really do not believe, as long as you're eating within an hour or two, you're going to be getting... There's People talk <laughs> about the window the anabolic window you need to be laying on the floor stretching while chugging your shake not necessary ridiculous not you might even honestly that might be worse off because your body and digestive system are so stressed out yeah that like it's not going to tolerate that
0: let it calm down do your mobility or stretching afterwards drink some water if you have a protein shake or banana or something you want to drink on the way home fine but some people do get extreme especially (laughs) in the fitness space where like you have to get it within the first 20 minutes it's like Calm down.
1: The only reason that I say to get in, especially a carb post-workout, is because exercise stresses the body. It raises cortisol levels. And for your body to get into that parasympathetic, that rest and digest state, you must lower cortisol. And carbohydrates, because they spike insulin, help drop cortisol. And so that's the main reason that I tell people, like, post-workout, just so that you're recovering well and you're not completely depleted, making sure you're getting in at least a carbohydrate. A lot of people just do the protein shake. um, And a lot of protein shakes don't have carbs in them. And so I usually try to recommend, like, Honestly, I'd rather you have the banana than the protein shake if you had one or the other. But Mm -hmm. both together are a great option as well.
0: Well, and the main thing here is because you really want to signal your body, like you said, to get into the parasympathetic state. And the the easiest way to think about this is that you don't fully benefit from your workout until you recover. Mm -hmm. And that is why we want to signal your body to... Decrease cortisol and not stay in this heightened state of cortisol because then it just feels like it's being chased by a bear and it's not focusing on recovery. So, you know, a couple of things I would say if you have a small snack or something on your way home within about two hours, try to get that full meal like Becca was talking about. And you know, one of our easiest things that we both really like is a protein oatmeal. If you're someone that works out in the morning, um, having a bowl of oatmeal, adding your protein powder to it, maybe top it with a little bit of fruit. Um, but that's really simple and easy afternoon and evening workout whatever you want to call it like when you get home just making sure that that's your most carb dense meal of the day Mm -hmm. because now you've got the benefit of bringing down cortisol levels from training but also because you're going to go to bed and to help you you know kind of recover
1: and sleep better yep so we always want to recommend getting in something especially as much as you can within at least a couple hours Um, don't go like five six hours I know a lot of people do like fasted workouts and fasted cardio and all that kind of stuff again Another discussion for another day, but we recommend getting your body some nourishment because most people tend to under-eat it as, as it is, especially protein. Um, so we want to make sure that you guys are getting what you need for the recovery of that workout and you're getting the benefit of that workout. Mm-hmm. Like until your body recovers, you're really not truly benefiting from that workout. So we need to make sure we're recovering. Personally, for me, in the morning, I have the peanut butter toast with jelly in the morning. Before my workout, post-workout, I usually have like half a protein bar and a lo- small cup of cereal that Carson and I share. And it's the, my one of my favorite parts of my day because he goes more cereal, more cereal. (laughs) And he just says, mama, sit, mama, sit. And we sit down on the couch and he eats the cereal with me and he spills milk everywhere. And it's amazing. But (laughs) that's an easy carb for me to get. I enjoy it. It's, you know, a higher sugar carb, but that's fine because it's a post-workout window when my body is more sensitive to that. So next up, we want to talk about what to do prior to a hard training day or a hard race day or maybe a longer workout. Um, And I don't just mean like normally you do a 30-minute workout and you're doing a 60-minute workout. I'm talking about people that are doing Spartan races, people that are doing triathlons, people that are doing marathons, Ironman, stuff like that. What you want, Or the other person that decides that all of a sudden they're going to go for a 12-mile hike when you don't normally work out for more than 45 minutes. You're going to do this one day. And you're gonna not gonna eat anymore because you're trying to lose weight.
0: Yeah. It's definitely not, it's a recipe for a disaster because that's not how your body works. It's not going to help you speed up fat loss in any way, shape or form. So, you know, when we talked briefly in the beginning about like your body is going to utilize your glycogen, that's your stored energy for energy, Mm -hmm. right? So so on some of these longer training days or more intense days, you can utilize some other gels and, you know, things while you're out. if you're doing a 12 mile hike, you know, don't go out without anything with you. Bring some uh, new gels or I don't know, There's a lot of different ones on the market. Yeah, the Gatorade, the
1: cubes, all those kind of things. A protein
0: bar, I think, if you're just hiking or something, that's kind of sufficient. But you run on usable energy, which is your glucose, and your stored energy is that glycogen. So if you're going to do something that's really intense on Saturday, start planning for
1: it on Thursday. Yeah. So usually what I recommend to my Ironman clients and to people that are more endurance athletes, I tell them to start slowly removing fiber. So fiber is important but it is also what can make our stomach on race day feel like it's got the gurgles. Mm. And everyone knows that if you've ever competed, that feeling like you need to shit your pants.
0: On top of your adrenaline. Right? Totally. And this totally. is typically why, because you're so excited that you're nervous, you know, and that adrenaline rush that you're yep. getting. It's don't need anything good, new, at least yeah. a few days in advance. So
1: like just slowly starting to reduce the amount of vegetables, vegetables, whole grains, high fiber foods, and keeping more simple starches in there like pretzels and pasta and rice. Two days of less vegetables is not going to kill you. And it's probably going to help you in this situation when you're training for a really long race for your body. So we also know if you've listened to our other podcasts The body can store about 400 to 500 grams of carbs in its muscle and liver. Mm -hmm. And so if you are preparing for race day, we usually recommend upping carbs, depending on where they're starting, depending on their intensity for this race. Like, are you just a recreational racer and you just enjoy it? Or are you trying to compete? That's going to be two different stories too. So depending on where you start, I usually recommend at least 50 to 100 extra grams of carbs the day before. um, And then the day of making sure you're fueling per hour. So... I usually recommend for people that are like training for marathons, doing long training periods, every additional hour on top of the original, uh, the initial hour, an additional 30 to 40 grams of carbs and making it something simple, especially if you're doing intra race. This is an experimentation thing. Everyone is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You have to work with this and you have to do it prior to race day because you are not going to start experimenting as you're racing with what carbs work best for you and you digest best. (laughs)
0: And I think, you know, a lot of people get nervous or scared to do this because there is a popular myth that when we get past utilizing those stored Um, and primary energy sources that you're going to start dipping into your fat stores um, to get more fuel. But your body is actually really stubborn and lazy um, at doing this because it's going to to do muscle. (laughs) Yep. It's going to do everything that it can to avoid dipping into the fat stores. Um, Plus it's pretty difficult uh, and a long process to turn fat back into usable energy. So just what Becca said, um, what happens is that hormone cortisol is secreted and this is your body's stress hormone, which has a very catabolic effect. So what cortisol does is it eats up the muscle tissue for protein and converts that into glucose. Mm-hmm. So when you run out of your usable energy glucose and your stored energy glycogen,
1: it is going to start breaking down muscle and that yep. is not what we want. And usually these days are very taxing on our central nervous system. Mm-hmm. So our central nervous system controls a lot in terms of our sympathetic and parasympathetic systems, our rest and digest and fight and flight, and it can get kind of overhauled. And usually have like a you know a marathon a max lift even day if you're doing like really true max lifts people that are seasoned weightlifters all of these things tax your central nervous system in certain ways and once your central nervous system gets taxed it needs days to recover and so a lot of people don't realize why the next day multiple days after you are feeling awful And it is because your body is trying to recover from this massive thing that you just did. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people think like the next day, if I'm not doing anything, I'm sitting on my butt. I'm not going to eat that much because I'm not I haven't been doing much. And this is just making it worse. And it's putting more stress on the body and the body's unable to actually recover. And so you continue to feel crappy. And so it's this, this vicious cycle. And so I tell people after big races and after things because guess what? you push harder on those race days than you realize it is much different than a training day. We take it to another level. If you are a competitor, if you are you know you've been training for this, your adrenaline, your cortisol, they are much much higher places. All of this taxes the body in a different way. And you it can leave you feeling pretty crappy for like a week afterwards, depending on how long that race was and how intense it was. And so understanding that the recovery process isn't just a couple hours after that race. It's the following days after that race. And
0: the results that you're desiring, especially if you're someone who's lifting or going for max lifts during the week, that happens in the recovery process. So you need to give your body the re- the fuel that it needs to recover because essentially you've just broken down your muscles, especially if you're lifting, creating those muscle tears. You need to give it the energy to rebuild and yep. repair those muscle tissues, not deplete it and stress yes. it
1: more yes. um, by saying that you are going to go fast for the next 24 hours or you guys doing these things and thinking that I'm just going to work out more today and I'll eat the same and it'll help with weight loss. You are likely doing more harm than good long term. You're creating more stress on the body, more negative adaptation. It is not a positive thing, which is why we always want our clients to tell us if they are going to all of a sudden do this like super long hike or run or, you know, race so that we can prepare for it.
0: We can plan ahead. We can help you fuel. We can help you crush it,
1: and then not feel awful. And we can help you recover afterwards,
0: right? And doing that reduces the inflammation that you're likely going to cause by severely under eating or eating in a calorie deficit on a day like either the 12 mile hike or the marathon or whatever. I don't think I know anyone that's ever done a marathon in a calorie deficit, at least hopefully they're not doing that. I bet there's
1: a lot of people. There's probably a
0: lot of people doing that, but just remember that your body needs carbs to fuel your workouts. Your protein is there to help build and repair. So getting in a combination, you know, before and after your workout, but especially after your workout, like we talked about earlier, that one-to-one or one-to-two, even two-to-three ratio kind of depends upon the intensity there is important. And I like what Becca said, if you decide that you're going to Go and do something, you know, strenuous or you're gonna, you know, do something that you normally don't do for every hour on top of your normal routine, add thirty to forty grams. I and it s- doesn't
1: need to be intra workout like I usually recommend for my race athletes. It can be just on top of whatever you normally mm-hmm. eat that day.
0: Yeah. Awesome. With that come back on Wednesday because that is our 100th episode and we're extremely excited for our giveaways. Um, But we wanted to drop this before we get into the triple digits because we apologize. We really thought that we had the pre and post workout nutrition out, uh, but we did not. So have a great Monday and we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot